You wanted the best. You got the best. In strong language and adult content. The hottest podcast in the world. Slowly we rock. Slowly We Rock, Metal's funnest and dumbest podcast. I'm your host, James, and I'm joined as usual by Lewis Yo. and Dan. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, good. Saturday good, morning. Man. You know? Yeah. Um, nice. I need to watch more of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, Lewis kindly showed us like 15 Don't minutes sh- of it. Oh. It's not, it's not yeah. over here now. I'm just well, because, 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 <laughs> because, because we're recording in America, we've actually, yeah, that's yeah it. we've relocated uh, we are now. We're actually recording from uh, Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, thanks, George. Yeah, cheers, Georgie boy. That's fine, guys. Get ready to camp out to get front row seats for David Lee Roth's bait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before we start early, I actually have a good story to tell about David Lee Roth later. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, some very outlandish claims he's been making. Oh, more. I've actually yeah. seen this. Yeah. David Lee Roth, outlandish. <laughs> okay. I won't hear. Let, it. let me just say, okay, the Mandalorian show looks amazing. I think the biggest prick tease of all time is announcing that Disney Plus won't be available in the UK till March. March. But... And then a little spoiler alert for the next, like, 30 seconds. But everyone on Twitter has seen the memes, right, of Baby Yoda, a.k.a. the purest thing in existence. It's so adorable. It's the the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. yeah. (laughs) I saw someone point out that... By calling that baby Yoda is like calling every baby human baby Luke. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't, I don't know what his name is, or even what I don't think they even confirmed the species. They, they deliberately, never, never yeah. George Lucas doesn't want to. Okay, like, even in the prequels, you get Yaddle, the yeah. female Yoda. Yeah. Again, uh, outside, okay. yeah, but With Ace they Ventura deliberately hair. don't want to. Ace uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think they want to keep it a mystery. So that's the only thing I'm, I'm hoping they don't spoil that aspect yeah. of it. I, think I don't they think will. they will. No, I, th- I think they'll keep it yeah. like that. But um, it's but, iconic enough; you just know, you'll know immediately that it's a baby. Also, of wherever Yoda is, if I, you knew its species name, how would that make you? No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it gives a fuck, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Humans 2.0. Because yeah. it's going to be a made-up word, isn't it? Yeah. So it's yeah. not going to be it anything. It literally doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Lorna's desperately want to know, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, and they probably want to know the origin and, like, their home planet and stuff like that. Just yeah. leave it. I think nice. Star Wars is a universe which could do with a bit more mystery again. Yes. Um, yeah, after After spending a lot of time over-explaining everything, and I think a yeah. lot of people do like that because, you know, they live, like, extended universe and yeah. stuff. But... I think the the best part about that original trilogy is you just have so many questions you don't yeah. have answers to. Like the Clone Wars is just one line in the first yeah. movie, and you know what? Look, what I do, I do into. love everything that gave us though. Yeah, of but, course. Um, yeah. But with with the spoiler again, Baby Yoda. Uh, when we watched it, obviously completely legally. Uh, yeah, when we flew out to yeah, when absolutely. George invited us out. Yeah, yeah. when George yeah. boy, he, he has a lot of free time now. You know, he's. He just wants to meet some... What is he actually doing? Podcasters. Apart from complaining about <laughs> Star Wars. I have no idea. Charitable stuff, I think. Yeah. yeah. Some of it is definitely charity. But... Yeah, I did a lot of charity yeah. work, yeah. But when we uh, watched it the first time, as soon as the reveal was there, because uh, you just started crying. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's how adorable it is. Yeah. I, 
What, it sounds kind of mean, but one day I do want to be around when Kizzy has one of her impromptu. Oh, it can cries. happen at any like, moment. Cuteness yeah. cries. Yeah, yes, cuteness yeah. cries. Well, she's yeah. watching I'm a Celebrity uh, at the minute, so I'm uh, sure there'll be something in there to set her Of course, off. yeah. That's a reality show line I won't cross is <laughs> I'm a Celebrity. I know. Yeah, I, I mean, partly because of my hatred of Anton Deck. <laughs> yeah, I don't care for him either. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to argue this yesterday at my work team meal. I have, really? Yeah. I've got no problem with Ant and Deck, other than some, of the, some personal... of the crimes that one of them's recently committed. Yeah, I don't have any personal problems. If I met them, they'd probably be right. But yeah. I just I don't think they're good enough for what they're doing, <laughs> like for the uh, level of success um, they've had. Yeah. How loud they are. My, my granddad hated them. Really? Passionately but hated like, them. But smart man. From the, P- <laughs> from the uh, PJ and Duncan days. And, well, he was in a war and he fucking hated Ant and Deck. <laughs> <laughs> he was a pretty chilled out guy otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> So, Wait, is this also your granddad who was in the in the prisoner of war camp? Yes, four years. And he came, and because I'm be telling you that he came out like, even after all of that, he was still yep. very accepting and forgiving. Oh yeah, of the like, circumstances, of right? The Japanese people and everything. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but Ant and amazing. But there's now some Ant and Deck vanity project where we're watching them trace their uh, like family tree, the and DNA genealogical journey. roots. Across America and other places. What? I don't. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, the fascinating thing about that is they find out very early on that Angus oh, yeah. Ant is related to uh, his cousins with Dixie Carter, who, for those who don't know, was like. Which is probably most people. Yeah, most people. <laughs> Dixie Carter uh, once owned and ran pretty much into the ground uh, a wrestling company called Total Nonstop Action. Oh, what? Yeah. TNA. Uh, TNA, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, no uh, way, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's cousins with uh, I think either Ant or Deck. That's mental. That's yeah. very fun. So, there you go. That's what ITV needs. Just like Star Wars, a little more mystery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to know Ant and Deck's origin yeah. story. But, <laughs> so, I've never actually watched an episode of Saturday Night Takeaway. I, I don't know what the show is. I think it's it must, I think it's what like a Noel's House Party type thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like a variety show, but without the law. Of <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, it's not set in a fictional village. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's one thing that Noel Edmonds really have is the world building. Yeah. <laughs> the Noel Edmonds extended universe. Noel Edmonds, the highest paid person to ever be on uh, I'm a Celebrity, just to bring it all back around. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I think he got like 700 crazy. grand or something. Jesus Christ. That's absolutely mental, isn't it? Yeah. That's insane. He's awful. <laughs> I never watched that one. I just remember seeing one bit of it where he had a toga and laurel wreath around his head like an emperor. <laughs> And it was horrifying. <laughs> it's a dystopian future where Noel Edmonds is our leader. Well, I, I, <laughs> it would be like Caligula part two. It would all go horribly wrong. God. Noel, right, Noel's house party. Yeah. So is this like, this isn't some like alternate dimension or anything. This is set in our world, right? But in a village. Yeah, a fictional yeah, village yeah. Prinkly Bottom. What yeah. is Mr. Blobby? So, well, originally, question. well originally, Mr. Blobby, because he used to do gotchas where he'd prank celebrities. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Blobby originally was just a fictional, deliberately fictional um, mascot that was ridiculous to fool the celebrities and make them look even stupider. Right. But at some point, Mr. Blobby became his own entity. He entered our world. Because it used to be be Noel Edmonds dressed up, (laughs) and he'd take his head off at the end. Okay. And reveal. I used to watch a lot of Saturday. I used to watch even TV. Huge amount (laughs) of Noel's house party as a kid. But then at some point, it crossed over to where 
Mr. Bobby became his own <laughs> real being. He became like um, a foil yeah. for Edmonds. Yeah. Like, uh, Edmonds would be trying to do the show. And then Blobby would and turn up and fuck he, up he the would place. Like, yeah, he would knock the door down uh, and, start, and everyone start cheering for Mr. Blobby. He'd be trying to get rid of him. Yeah. Like, no, it, I've got a status quo on him. <laughs> is, yeah. is it like, uh, you know, the Beast of Bodmin or something like that? Is it like this legend around Crinky Bodmin? Oh, yeah, this, yeah. Crinky yeah. Bob, yeah. So you see him monster. every week. Not, there's no mystery left. Um, and then... Somehow he got his own single and theme park. So, oh god, yeah, it was a theme park. Yeah, a theme park based off of a Saturday night TV show. <laughs> That's insane. He was hoping it would be like a Disneyland for the UK, and he was gonna. Yeah, he based had, on like, a light entertainment show. Yeah, <laughs> for those who don't know, Noel's house party was like, oh, he said, set in a fictional village in a mansion, and it was like a variety show. So you'd have like, they had a bit where they would go into someone's living room. Yeah. Yeah. They had like a, a face your fears bit. Yeah, they had a thing well. it was like a sort of phone booth but full of money being blown around. Yeah. You had to grab as much as you could. And lots of uh, sliming or gunging as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean a gotcha which you see It uh... was a show that was mainly based around this very wealthy lord of the manor enjoying <laughs> other people's misfortune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His gotchas was him going around pranking celebrities. <laughs> um again giving them an award for being pranked. Yeah, for being like a good uh, a good sport about it. Because uh, then the reveal would always be that um, he would then come in as Mr. Blobby and then take off the hel- the, uh, yeah, the, head. The, the head and it would be Edmunds under there and he'd give him the gotcha. They'd be like, you bleeping bleep and could, all would be forgiven. Kind of like in Punked, you know, where yeah. oh, he put him in a horrible situation. <laughs> yeah, and then um, what's his name would come along at the end of it? Ashton. Ashton Kutcher, yeah. yeah. And then they'd be all really happy about There's it. There's an episode of Punked where they trick someone into thinking their house is burnt down. <laughs> Uh, Justin Timberlake. What a prank! What a yeah. cool yeah, prank! It was Justin Timberlake. He's in yeah. tears. Yeah, it's fucking insane. But um, it, okay, so Mr. Blobby, could he recognise when it was Edmonds in a Blobby costume, or did he think it was another one of his species? No, uh, his yeah, kind? I never crossed over. I don't think. Yeah. Okay. All right. I said at some point Blobby became his own. <laughs> he became sentient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's sentient. Yeah. Enough people believed in him and willed him into existence. I always felt like he's like. The untapped evolution of Margin Boo in Dragon Ball. Like, yeah. it's, just, <laughs> it's, like, it's just a Candyman thing. We start off as an urban legend. <laughs> yeah. But over time, he just becomes real. Um, He's an yeah. urban legend, Mr. Blobby. <laughs> I, I, oh, and also, if you don't know what he looks like, maybe Google Mr. Blobby. Yeah, um, yeah I tried showing... Uh, an episode of Noel's House Party <laughs> to an American a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt... Sample, our cultural export. I, I, I was confused and embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> also, his voice is horrifying. Yeah. It like, is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a ring wraith. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> I can imagine it's the sort of voice where you, hear, you only hear ransom notes being read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, we've had some... Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we've had but, some but it was like, God, I'm suddenly thinking uh, that my Saturday would be like really... And like, I have such fond memories of this, but me and my dad would go to uh, watch a Derby game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, had, we were season ticket holders. Brave. Uh, yep. Uh, brave is what we were. <laughs> yeah. Not brave, brave. Yeah. Uh, then we'd always head back to my grand's, uh, who has lived on the way back home. Uh we would stop off and she'd always like have some snack for us, some cake or Lovely. like egg on toast and like nice. a cup of tea. Excellent. And we'd watch like uh, the rest of the football results. Uh, then we'd watch um, probably Noel's House Pie and the Generation Game or Big Break. Oh, and yep. Dad's Army. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it was amazing. Generation I had so game many fond Generation memories. Generation game was fantastic. Jim Davidson aside, yes. uh, the actual <laughs> Generation game itself, like when Brucey used to present it, yeah. Yeah. it was always good, always fun. Um, also a lot of status quo on that show as well. <laughs> yeah, status quo just had the market for Saturday Night TV. Yeah. They really did, didn't they? Yeah, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> It's, and it's what they aspired to. Yeah. <laughs> That's why everyone starts a band. <laughs> so we've got some uh, some pretty big breaking news. We do, right. They so said it would never happen. Actually, let me just tell this story about David Lee Roth first before I completely forget. Okay. don't know if you've heard about this, but let me just pull it up. I know it's hard to believe that David Lee Roth might be saying some insane things. He must have twisted his words. I haven't even heard it yet. Okay, so... Yes, I accept the cookies. Uh, David Lee Roth, I structured the guitar solos on Van Halen's debut album. Holy shit. Uh, Diamond oh, Dave gee. says the majority of Van Halen's self-titled album was structured by him. I wrote every word you heard, every syllable and every melody. So he's plugging his Las Vegas residency, which we talked about a few episodes yeah. ago. Because um, I think, did he not say this on that podcast? I use the word podcast very loosely. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently he said this on the radio. Okay. His manifesto. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but he says uh, he even structured the guitar solos on the first album, Van Halen 1, which is one of the most influential rock albums of all time. Yeah. And one of the best of all time. Um, Especially for guitar playing. Yeah. He says, why do you think the solos later changed so radically? I sang the solos for Jamie's Crying and Run of the Devil. So, uh, I have actually been thinking about this, and I don't think that's out of the question. Okay. Because he's not saying, I sung Eruption 20 by <laughs> Halen. <laughs> uh, he's saying, I went like... Like, those solos that he mentioned specifically don't sound like the rest of them. Even uh, Ain't Talking About Love... You yeah. can sing. You can sing that solo. Yes. Yeah. Like very. It's not compared to the other things that Eddie Van Halen does. Yeah. I guess if it was a more rational sounding person saying, <laughs> you'd, you'd accept it a bit more, wouldn't you? <laughs> he did. But he, because it's him, you're like, oh, Dave. He also said that he he came up with the idea to call the band Van Halen, which. Again, I probably believe, because it would be insane if, if I was in a band to then say, we're calling it Blake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're going to call it Roth. <laughs> yeah. See, like, we never did many other options. So. They, they could have called it Lee Roth. I don't know, because it's it like, sounds like a guy called Lee Roth. <laughs> yeah, it's to get very confusing. Where is it? We want Lee. We want, Not many big rock stars called Lee. Yeah, <laughs> Lee Roth, one of the best Rickies in town. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of with it. One thing that he did say, though, is that uh, it was his idea for Eddie Van Halen to stripe his guitar, which that's, is fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's a very specific, specific, specific... Um, it's going to turn out he played all the instruments on the first yeah. album at this rate. <laughs> but then I also agree that like, none of the Van Halen albums are as good as Van Halen 1. Like, enough, like, between, yeah. like Van Halen 1 and 1984, love, yeah. but like, Van Halen 2... It's great. I, I could never get into that one. 2's really good. Dive, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, maybe I need to go back and listen to those albums again. Two, two's really, really. It was good. always I just one in 1984 for me. I'm like, that's all the Van Halen I need. Yeah, yeah. But hey, if, if you recommend it, there's a lot of good shit. Um, but and I then Dave Lee Roth, Yankee Rose. After well, that. Well, well, yeah. What the talking guitar? Yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah. That, oh shit! That whole album's amazing. Yeah, I just that song. Yeah, it's so fucking good. This is guitar telling him. He's just so because <laughs> he's he's driving. I think yes. So the guitar. I don't know if it's a music video. So maybe it makes more sense. But in my head, his guitar is like strapped in in the passenger seat, <laughs> yeah. and then spots a beautiful woman because it. But 
for those who haven't heard it, the guitar talks to him. Pull up and take a look at some beautiful women. Yeah. But he's driving around in a car. Yes. So yeah, it's a bit weird. He, he does song, also though. do the single best delivery of a line that like just a very, very simple line. Is it that that he's she's made beautiful? So or... weird. No, no, no. Oh. Uh why don't we ride on up onto the sidewalk and take a look? Uh, yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's in a Vice City, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. in Vice City. Yeah. Yeah. That's how everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I actually thought that he might not be lying about those guitar solos. That's really interesting. There's no way that he was like, and then you go... <laughs> I don't think he's deliberately lying, even if he yeah. didn't do that. I think he's, then, he believes yeah. it. Yeah. And then, yeah. then put your cigarette in the guitar strings and make it look like guitar smoking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe he could have... I guess that's the kind of showmanship, actually, that now I think about it, maybe he did yeah. think of that. And on his podcast, when he did say... I can't call it podcast we can't keep doing this <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, when he said you know i'm um i'm james brown i've got the you know where do you think this part of my voice came from and yeah. then this part came from robert plant and it, like and mm. he's calling out all these things like oh yeah this literally makes sense to why he performs and sounds the way he does yeah yeah and he said that everything's been very very conscious mm. And I, I do get that. I just think that when it's David Lee Roth saying anything... Yeah, it's just the you, fact that he sounds like he's on PCP. Big 80s news. Big 80s news. Yeah. Lewis, I think you should take this one away, actually. Okay, so... I've got some good quotes for this. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, we've we've mentioned, I think, on one or two episodes, maybe. you have to dig through. It'd be quite hard to find. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've mentioned a band called Motley Crue who were uh, huge, huge kind of pioneers of 80s hair metal. We did uh, we did an episode uh, reviewing their movie The Dirt, which is on Netflix. We did. Why are we talking about a band that split up? Um, <laughs> well, because I know I'm going to quote here, because this is going to be a ridiculous waste of time talking about old bands that split up. Okay. Uh, in 2014, <laughs> bassist Nicky Six told Rolling Stone, legally, we can't play again. He added, the only loophole is if all four band members agreed to do it. We could override our own contract, but we know that will never happen. The, uh, there are people in this band who will refuse to ever do it again, and you're talking to one of them. There's no amount of money in the world that will ever make me do it again because I have such pride in how we're ending it. Yeah. I don't, so what's well, going I don't on with uh, Motley Crue? I don't, know, I don't know why we're laughing. I don't know why we're laughing yeah. either because they're yeah. very obvious about Man that. of integrity. Motley Crue back. What? <laughs> Did you not just listen to what I said? <laughs> oh, man. And it came out like... I think about two weeks ago, uh, there were rumours like, oh, Motley Crue are probably getting back together yeah. with uh, Def Leppard and Poisonous Support. Yeah. And Vince Neil was like, no, I'm not a chance. That's never happening. <laughs> and then within literally 48 hours of him saying that, I was like, uh... Yeah, because yeah. I, I remember reading um, the rumour on Blavermouth and yeah. the thing that apparently convinced them to get out together or they're trying to make out, someone did like a... Uh, one of his big online petitions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically saying that Motley Crue need to get back together, and Nikki Six retweeted it with just like a hmm. interesting, yeah, or interesting or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. There is no way they didn't put that petition themselves. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, can I just? I assume with Motley Crue they just signed a new contract in like pen and ink. Well, if you and override the old one. Yeah, but how do you override a contract? Oh, good point. Especially if it's... Uh, did they sign this one in... No, they didn't sign it in Blood, did they? No. It's Man of War who signed the album. Oh, yeah. No, they can't Blood. sign it in oh, Blood. Tommy Lee's got hepatitis. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Fuck. Um, uh, he was stung by the hepatitis well, I guess, B. <laughs> well, I guess because they all had to agree to it, they would just tear up the old contracts or shred it and then... Um, How do you tear up... Have you ever tried to tear up a contract? I, yeah, no, actually, an actually, iron plaid contract. Actually, some shredders do struggle with thicker documents, yeah, don't they? Yeah, exactly, actually? yeah. And it would take ages for leaf by leaf. So. Yeah, no, I... Okay, I've no idea then. I don't know. 
Unless they... Mm. You don't think they used explosives? They, uh, they blew up the contract. <laughs> stupid. Right, let's just talk about so Let's stop being around the bush here. Let's just talk about this. This is the real story. Motley Crue said that... Motley Crue called it quits, like, what, five, six years ago? 2014. Yeah. Which was way was longer than... For some reason, actually. I thought it was, like, two years ago or something. I did. I, I, I think because that, that uh, space has maybe been filled with, like, the dirt and talk of the dirt yeah, and this and, and then, that. And that amazing cover and of the fact that they Papa released, Don't Preach. Yeah, they released new music in between yeah. them breaking <laughs> yeah, up. and Precisely. <laughs> I don't know if I... I must have been... Aware. When did they do Papa Don't Preach? This year? No, they didn't. They did... Like a virgin. Like a virgin. Like a virgin. Yeah. Can you imagine, that's uh, it, think yeah. about the lyrics to Papa Don't Preach. <laughs> imagine Miss Nips thinking about how he's going to keep his And how a guy... Uh, Treats her, treats him well. Says that he's going to marry him. <laughs> I just, I mean, fair play if that is the case. I just don't think they're that progressive, unfortunately. Um, oh, but imagine again. Vince Neil saying, "Papa, I know you're going to be upset." <laughs> but we're getting the band back together. Uh, no, I really want that. So, yeah, they, they, they basically they broke up. Um, then they realised that they were popular again because of the movie. And yeah, then weird the, how that yeah, happened. Then the offers came rolling in, but no amount of money would get them to do it. They had so a don't, contract. I wonder yeah. what else could have been offered. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, the opportunity to talk with Poison. <laughs> yeah, that must have been it. Yeah. You can cover any um, Madonna song. But yeah, they released a video of this contract on just like a regular coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> it's no showmanship to yeah. have been blowing, blowing up. Yeah, and they're back together. But yeah. Did they say anything about that they're reuniting? That's it. They've just yeah, just, yeah. Like happening because they're going to be interviewed and they're going to pull up those quotes about how he's never said they get back together. Yeah, but knowing what, uh, knowing how Nikki Six is kind of taking any criticism these days, I imagine that he'll just bark down whoever's throwing oh, the call that calls yeah. them out. Which is yeah, it's the second or it was all an act and this was planned. Yeah, from the start. I mean, the second that they signed a contract so they can never perform again. It's like, oh, they'll be back then. Yeah, precisely. If, if they hadn't have done that, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, they've probably split up. Schrodinger's contract. It was, yeah. yeah but it's... the fact that contract existed was like, oh, this is the most Motley Crue yeah, exactly. <laughs> way of saying that we're coming yeah. back. Uh, there's so much theatricality <laughs> to it. Um, I, I, I don't blame them for getting back together. Um, obviously, money isn't an issue for them, but the, in, the renewed interest in that band after the movie... It makes perfect sense them to get back together. I am quite curious though that they. I mean, they must have heard Vince Neil sing. Ugh. Well, yeah, because they recorded in recent years. Right? Yeah, they right, recorded he's in the prime cover. of his life. <laughs> Never been in better shape. But he's he's genuinely at his worst vocally that he's ever. Like he is on yeah. a race to the bottom. He really, with yeah, his voice absolutely. right now. I've never seen them live, so I don't know how strong. Uh, I saw them live when I well, I, I saw been, them, I saw them about ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Is it uh, download twenty ten? Yeah, I saw them. How was it? Amazing. Uh, yeah, that's I'm, when, ba- I'm having a very good time. Yeah. I want to see them when they inevitably tour this time, but I am worried it's not going to be. Well, so this I feel three of them will be all right. Yeah, <laughs> and don't I don't think two of them. I mean, I because I'm worried about Mick Mars as well. Oh no, he's mate. He's got it. He's he's absolutely superb. Okay. Yeah, and even. He he did move quite a lot for a man that would be in agony every time he moved. Yeah, um, it's not about him necessarily moving, but I do. Yeah, his oh, health and stuff. Yeah, his planes. He's okay. he's probably musically like the most talented one. Oh, he's in that, yeah. that film was the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, when I saw them, I was right at the front, so 
it felt like Vince was doing a good job. Yeah, I was in the front as well. I don't yeah. think that he probably was. Uh, yeah. but it was great fun. He was definitely in better shape then because he had lost quite a bit of yeah. weight. But do you think he'll get in shape? No. No, Corbis. absolutely not. No, because no. no, no, no. I know that does happen a lot where people will make an effort to get fit again. Like, Well, no, because at the end of the last tour they did, he was he at was, his Yeah. At his it's not, it's not quite the same, but obviously Mark Hamill, for instance, yeah. when he came back for the new Star Wars films, really... Made the effort. He looked shape. great yeah. as well. He, he looked, looked really good. He yeah, looked, looked no, really good. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's not out of the question, but I guess. But then Vince didn't look great when he was in the public eye. No, true. <laughs> I think yeah, and obviously very different temperaments as well. Yeah. Uh, um, and as <laughs> as uh, Steel Panther said, if they could bring back one musician oh. from the dead, it would be <laughs> it's, Vince yeah. Neil. Oh my god! Because also, if you think, now, to be fair, we're all in there. 50s or yeah. s- Nikki Six has got to be about 60 now. Mick yeah. Mars is in his 60s. Because also, if they're touring with Def Leppard and Poison as well, like for all the criticism we've leveled at Brett Michaels and his vocals over the years, yeah. and like, how he doesn't really sing as much, he just talks. Yeah. The dude is in great shape, looks fantastic his age. He's also had work done. He's had both yeah. plastic surgery, a few, chem- face, few chemical peels, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think a, a hair weave or two. But so again, Def Leppard, like, I mean, they all look good for their age and stuff, you know? Yeah. I, I, Joe w- Elliott yeah. is also terrible now. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, there's so he was he was never like a powerful eighties in a uh, a powerful eighties singer. In a world of like Sebastian Barks and you know, all all these ridiculous guys, Dio's everyone. He, he was Rose's, never that yeah. yeah. He yeah. was never a belter. Um he he was quite unsupported in his falsetto. Like right. it wasn't to, to sound kind of farty and musicy. He never had like that belt. Um and well, he's, he's and he's particularly worse now. Last time I saw them But did a backing vocal save it at all? Yeah. yeah. Obviously Phil uh Phil Collin. Yeah, uh, he's does a lot of the backing yeah. vocals. Um, the BVs are always, like, their harmonies bang on. Yeah. And with the harmonies... BVs I've never seen Death uh, Leopard inside actually. So. <laughs> backing vocals. Sorry for I'm not bothered about Poison, seeing Poison Live, really. But oh, I'd love to see Poison Live. I would go out of my way to see Poison Live. But I would... Ah, oh, hell, if it was all three of them toys together. It's a fun tour, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I And Def Leppard, I definitely want to see. So Def Leppard, um, I was really disappointed last time I saw them um. because of Joe Elliott. Oh, he. It was as if he could, he just didn't want to be there. He was really phoning it in, and he had this weird attitude to the audience that they weren't enjoying him as much as he wanted them to, uh, despite the fact that he's really was, if, he's yeah. not putting, if he's not putting the effort in. Which means that by process of elimination, I think that Brett Michaels is the strongest singer on this yeah. tour. So when I, when I when I saw Def <laughs> truly live in dark times. <laughs> When I saw Def Leppard, I had an amazing time because it was great hearing all the yeah, all the songs exactly. Vocally, it was a they were supported by White Snake. Yes. So and David Coverdale's voice sounds incredible. <laughs> Can we get David Coverdale still. involved somehow? In yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't he? Yeah. I swear that Def Leppard have had a contract to only ever play with White Snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a bunch of Sheffield lads. <laughs> just, yeah. I feel I probably White Snake probably don't need it. I imagine. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, David yeah. Coverdale's voice is so good. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, I've never seen him sing as well. That would be a good one. And they've they've kind of changed like they've tuned down the guitars to match what he's able to do now. Because yeah. he, he can't get to the, the same pitches as he could back in the eighties. Yeah. yeah. Which is fair enough. He's what? He's he's gotta be uh, late sixties, yeah. at least. I, I, he's, he's been a, around for so long, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but they, they've kind of incorporated that and they've made something of it. Now he's yeah. got this beautiful, like, husky mm. tone to his voice. It's like um, Elton John's... 68. 68. 68. Like El- there you go. Yeah, like Elton John's voice, if you hear over the years, he's, he's got deeper yeah. and deeper, but he so- still sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at pictures of David Coverdale. It's, it's a joy. This is a classic pastime. <laughs> um, he's got that Rod Stewart vibe going on, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 Uh, Same energy. Definitely the same energy. Yeah. Definitely that big rod energy. No, but definitely that could be a grandma <laughs> energy, <laughs> like Rod Stewart had. I mean, look at that. But yeah, so I, I think we should probably go to this gig. Yeah, if they, if they make it over to the UK, yeah. we absolutely should go. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah I'm all I, over I that. I, I just can't believe that Brett Michaels is going to be the strongest singer. Oh, we don't know that for sure. Anything, <laughs> anything can happen on the night. Um... Okay, so at the end of the set, they all come out to do a song together. All of them, do you reckon? What song would it be? What would you want to hear? Um, I don't know. What do you reckon it would be? Uh, Probably Isle of Rock and Roll. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because they're into kind of quite different music as well. Joey, it's very much kind of like... uh, Rolling and Stewart and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Rolling like Stones and, and Faces, stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then Kinks and stuff, yeah. Motley Crue, Nicky Six will probably want them to do a punk song. Yeah. Like Anarchy in the UK or something. Exactly, yeah. And Brett Michaels would want to do a country song. Brett Michaels will want to do his a cappella version of Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Yeah. <laughs> How many times do you think Poison will play that uh, each night? <laughs> oh, man. As many as possible. I think they'll keep teasing it. I think they've got enough songs to do a opening slot. For that tour, yeah, without having I to repeat. Yeah, I yeah. assume they'd opening. There's no oh, yeah. way. You got, if uh, you get their greatest hits, um, the first, I think it's maybe like the first six tracks are really good. Yeah, yeah. Talk Dirty <laughs> to Me is an excellent Talk song. Talk Dirty to Me, yeah. there you go, yeah. I really like that song. Unskinny Bop. Fallen Angel. Yeah. Uh, Everyone as it's formed. Mama Can't Dance. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not a very good song, really. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. They've got enough tunes. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, how excited are you for the amount of wigs and inflatable guitars that the uh, <laughs> the boomers bring to this the show? This is what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, immense, yeah. Isn't it? I was going to say, like... an unprecedented scale. <laughs> if we go, we'd have to fully dress up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, makeup, yeah, God, everything. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like, we went to your, your Brad Paisley gig. Yes. We'd have to go full on 80s. No, we weren't dressed up. That was uh, just, a little, <laughs> just, uh, just a little something just we together. Just word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we've been to a few gigs ourselves lately. Mm. Um, where do we start? Um, let's start with the first one. Yeah. Periphery. Yeah. Yay. Uh, we talked about Periphery earlier in the year on the podcast uh, with their fourth album release, Hail Stan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were pretty keen on it. It's uh, a good one. It's only grown on me over time as well. Same. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Loved it when it first came out and love it even more. Uh, there, was, there was a couple of songs I weren't sure about. Uh, initially yep. but it really has grown on me now love it yeah love it um so yeah we finally got to see them like it's the first time i've seen them in a long time as well first time i've seen them how did you feel then let's talk let's jesus talk. christ well first f- time i've seen them as well okay is it i yeah, hear cool. your takes then talk to me guys jesus yeah i cannot get over <laughs> spencer satello yeah his vocals fuck me sound as good as they do on record yeah it's uncanny he is unbelievable mm. and he's but it's also not in a boring, this could be pre-recorded way either. No. Um, yeah. He's amazing. He's, it's unbelievable. I, and he's only got better. Yeah, it was shocking how, how good he was at singing. Yeah, I was, I was absolutely astounded by that. Annoyingly, we were um, kind of against the barrier 
and the sound wasn't as great that close to the stage. Yeah. Uh, so I, I couldn't really hear as much of him as I wanted to. Mm. Uh, and I wanted to head further back so I could just take everything Yeah, in. that's where we were towards the back. Yeah, yeah. there is a we sweet were. spot in yeah. that venue. Um, yeah. But it, we, each song they kept playing, they just kept bringing out bangers and it's like, well, I'll go after this yeah. one. <laughs> and then they finished. Um, that, yeah. Sorry. Well, sorry, I was, I was a bit hesitant because I saw they were opening with... Um, Reptile. Reptile. Because that's like a seventeen-minute song, feet. but live it worked really, really well. Yeah, I thought it just because it kind of sounds like the several songs flowing together. Anyway, it's crazy. Uh, it was they were really good. Yeah, yeah. Especially as they were playing as a four-piece as well. Yeah, like a guitarist down. I was really sad to see that Mark couldn't make it. I hope mm. everything's all right. Yeah, with him. Yeah, definitely. Because um, he's probably my favourite guitarist in Periphery. Ugh, they're all pretty good. Oh, they're all, yeah. they're all incredible. But <laughs> yeah. the. I don't know. He's just got such a weird, unique way of playing. Like mm. it's, I think of all the things that they write, and I'm sure if you know, if, if you're really, really uh, analytical about it, you could pick up whoever's doing which part. Mm. But with him, you can tell immediately. It's like, oh yeah, Mark wrote this. Yeah, there's an insane amount of movement around the neck. It's all beautifully chordy. Yeah, he's absolutely. If you watched monster. him do uh, his little playthrough of uh, the way oh, the news goes, yeah, perfect. yeah, it's great. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal guitarist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was just insane. Um, it was I, crazy. I was reading Spencer's tracksuit. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I, I just spent some trying to work out what fruit or flower was on his uh, tracksuit. <laughs> I can't remember if we worked out what it was in the end. He had. It looked like uh, I want to say that I don't know if I can say this in the same sentence, but it looked like tasteful Ed Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I know what you mean though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It looked like it would be a beautiful rug or drapes or something. Yeah, he was wearing a nice set of curtains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Had a wonderful tracksuit with his bleached blonde hair. I love that he just doesn't give a shit about yeah. looking a certain way to play that kind of music or anything. It, it, like, which is weird because usually um, he, just, he does look quite... He does have a bit of a rock star look going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's just completely shunned that and decided and, to dress like... What, uh, I would say someone who was like... Kind of looked like a someone who was aspiring to be a very successful drug dealer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, because obviously I haven't seen him live before. I did wonder how interesting the stage show and then performing would be, just because they're very technical. Yeah, and sometimes that can lead to bands being very good sounding but not very interesting yeah. to watch. But that wasn't the case here. I felt very really into, it, but also really into the crowd. Yeah. Like really into the crowd. It was nice. Um, and also like I thought the lighting setup was really good it felt like they were changing colours for each album they were playing from but oh, okay. I think because cool. they were doing like red lighting for second album yeah songs. Too, yeah. Okay, yeah cool. so I think maybe they were matching that but I'm not sure That's but either way it looked really yeah. good and they played everything you kind of wanted to play mostly yeah. and I would say Matt Halpin as well, good oh, drummer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm almost certain that he wasn't even mic'd up. That man hit so oh hard. Oh my god, it was incredible, <laughs> it was unbelievable. Well, oh yeah, you. Yeah, when I yeah. when I'd seen them before, I'd always like been yeah focused on Spence or guitar playing because yeah. they're amazing guitarists and they make it look effortless. So when yes. they're playing all of these like complicated fiddly bits, they're mm. also running about the stage and just jumping about having not a really good fair. time. I never really watched Matt play, but because I was at the back oh. on the balcony, you know, uh, by the bar, I had a really good view. Yep. I could see everything he was doing. And those, he, again, it was like the octopus kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was absolutely amazing. Um, you met him, though. Yeah. So me and my buddy James. Hey, James. Hi. Hello, um, James. Who you might remember from such call-outs as our Brad Paisley. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we did a little drum masterclass with him. 
at the start. Mm. Uh, so I'm not a drummer at all. I was the only one there that wasn't a drummer. Mm. Um, I just find it very, very interesting. Yeah. And I, I wanted to kind of get some info on like how they approach songwriting and things like that. And everything that he said as well was very applicable to pretty much anything you do in life. So he he started the session by saying, he's like, cool, so why am I doing this? He's like, one, <clears throat> to make money. Yeah. And he was super straight up about that. He wasn't... Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I didn't mean there's anything wrong with no, that. Because <laughs> um, he said, and he's like, and that's what I want to get across, is that if you're going to be a touring musician, you need to enterprise. Yeah. He's like, that's, you have to do this. And he said, and two, I love talking to people about drums and songwriting and all of that. He's like, and I find these sessions kind of inspire me as much as... I hope that it inspires you. Mm. And he said that he uh, he did biz- he did a business degree, and he d- also did motivational speaking, mm. and it completely came across <laughs> in this session. Oh, like, yeah. So he delivered everything amazingly, uh, and he's approaching his craft as a business. Was like, he wearing a V neck? Of course he was. <laughs> oh, this this is so. <laughs> um, I took in a notepad and stuff. Um, he said to bring a drum stool. Uh, obviously to sit on yeah. I was like well I don't have a drum stool that's, mm. that's fine but there was loads of seating so it's fine and he did say to bring a pen and paper or something to write on yeah. and the first note that I got just said he just took his hoodie off without taking off his cap <laughs> 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 it's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen yeah, his right, cap didn't even to do. move yeah, well. <laughs> if you were to put a hoodie on would you be able to do it I could put a hoodie on without taking off my hat. On's not a problem. I think off is. Off. Could you take it off? So yeah, having watched what he did, I don't think so. No, because you, you can't teach that, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when an arrow goes in, it's yeah. fine. But pulling it out, <laughs> it's going to hurt more because of the barbs on it. So yeah. But um, no, he was absolutely awesome. Mm. Um, it was really, really good. And then I forgot how funny drumming is until he was showing some foot pattern stuff. And he didn't have a kit, he just had a pad mm. and some sticks. So then he was kind of slapping his feet about on the floor, just going like, <laughs> doing this kind of thing. Uh, and then there was just this ring of drummers just looking. <laughs> just this, <laughs> and, it was, and then I was aware that it was just a man slapping his feet on the floor. <laughs> like, oh yeah, drumming's dumb, man. But yeah. <laughs> just simpletons around <laughs> it. Um, he also hit. So fucking hard. Mm. This pad, honestly, it sounded like a gunshot going off. Really? It's just a rubber pad. Like, bah, 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 bah. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, awesome. It, he was so fucking cool. He was so, so sound. Really, really interesting. What, if uh, What would be your big takeaway other than the hat hoodie thing? <laughs> like, what's the thing like, you like, really stood out? Um, that's a good question. I guess a lot of the the approaches to songwriting and like how they make that work all being in kind of different states mm-hmm. and doing everything remotely. Cause that's something that I want to start doing. Yeah. Um, instead of kind of paying for a studio to go and like, you can't jam metal or for the most, or for the kind of metal that I like mm. to do, you can't just go in and be like, Hey, let's groove on this riff. Yeah. It, it sounds like shit because everything yeah. has to be super precise. Right. So it's way easier for me to write at home and then, uh, kind of work on that together but they do yeah. that across state lines that's mm. crazy and he kind of um spoke about that and about how he approaches like his beat placement because that's one of the things that he does really interestingly is he really does throw off beats and he kind of does quite interesting accents and stuff like that um and he said that it's all in where the melody is mm. as opposed to like here's a guitar riff i'm going to play along to a guitar riff it's like, well, what is the melody saying? Where are like, okay. the accents in like what the vocals might be doing? Yeah. And then he'll play on to that, and it just makes everything really, really interesting. Okay. So, it, yeah, it was 
Really cool. Nice. Really, really, really that's good. Awesome, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Great start. It's like two hours as well we spent with us. Oh, that's cool. The tour manager kept trying to get him to go, and he was like, yeah, just... <laughs> Hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was an amazing show. Uh, I loved it. I, yeah. Brilliant. Um, I just wish I wanted more. I know. It was very, it was very concise, and sometimes it's really... Sometimes you get left wanting more in a good way, and I yep. think that was definitely a really good example of it. I could have watched them play all night. Easy. Um, because they've there are quite a few albums into their career now. Yeah. Like there's always a slight, I'm like, oh, if I could play this song and that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Song. Um, but uh, I'm so glad they ended on uh, Loon as well. Ugh. Yeah, amazing. Perfect. So everyone singing along Perfect. was absolutely, yeah, a little beautiful moment ending on like a nice ballad. Um, it's a good crowd. Yeah, yeah, the crowd were fantastic as well. I noticed yeah. that because the floor was constantly moving. Um, when they went into Blood Eagle, the whole place yes. absolutely yeah. exploded. Yeah. It was really fucking um, cool. But the, the amazing thing is, you see a lot of uh, heavy bands, and you know, to get people going, like, right, on this song, Circle Pier, I want to see you moshing. Didn't say anything like that. Everyone just moved yeah. as soon as the risk kicked yeah. in. It was just a given that everyone was going to go crazy. Um, yeah, that I loved just watching the floor jump up and down. It was an interesting crowd as well because you kind of think like when you do get a lot of super technical music, like when we saw between the Baron and me, there mm. wasn't there wasn't like a pit or anything like no. that. No, you are just going to get quite a lot of like bedroom guitarists and things. Yeah, just yeah. kind of standing. And sometimes you get things where you will get people just waiting, like oh, are they going to fluff up this note? Yeah, or and that kind of thing. Yeah. You didn't get that in the slide. It was like everyone was just fucking going for it. Yeah, yeah. It was a kid it was in front awesome. of us who was like. 14, 15. Just cool. Oh, he was it. with his mum. Yeah, yeah, his mum oh, was just taking awesome. him. Yeah, cool. Just loving it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was really cool. Great, great gig. Great Absolutely gig. fantastic. We've been sport because we oh. also had, it was like two in one week, was I guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also went to church, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Sunday, we went to see Ghost in Cardiff. Yeah. Um, we've also talked about Ghost on the podcast. Yep. Uh, Dan and I went to see them last year at the Royal Albert Hall and yep. we saw them again uh, over the summer supporting Metallica. Yeah. Uh, this is like the first actual proper tour I feel like they've done for this album in a weird way. Yeah, because like, the Royal Albert Hall thing was a one-off in the UK, was wasn't a one-off. it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, then they did um, support set, supporting Metallica and then this feels like it's been like their first proper headlining tour yeah. for this album in Europe and the UK. Um, also your first time seeing Ghost, wasn't it? No. No, it's not. It was... No, in fact, no, it's not. We're all vets here, Jim. Yeah. We've, we've got the medals. Okay, it was definitely someone's first time seeing them, but I can't remember who. There was a lot of us there. It was yeah, nice. There was a, a crew of about 10 to 12 of us. Oh, Lubo, I think. That, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, James, who we just mentioned. I thought you saw. I have no idea. Some... This is not interesting to anyone no. but us either. <laughs> no. I'm sure if you were in the crowd and it was your first time seeing Ghost, I'm sure you can take something yeah. away from that. Um, so, so the, the, was it The Guardian did the review of that Cardiff show? Yeah. It was a really it, nice write-up. They said they compared it to like Metal meets Barry Manilow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. They compared uh, his stage theatrics to Barry Manilow. And, yeah. But it was like a, uh, I can't remember the exact wording, but a bit of pantomime as well in there as well. Yes. Um, it was fucking great. It was excellent. I loved it. it they excellent. do such a good stage show. I was feeling so fucking ill. I know. For that gig. You're a real trooper I turning think, up because I didn't think you would. Well, I felt like crap at You've periphery. had a time of it. I was super ill at periphery and it just carried on. Uh, I was really worried about the ghost gig. I didn't know if I was going to make it. But I think it was the first time that I've actually ordered a soft drink at a gig. <laughs> honestly, guess what? Drinking water is fucking good for you. It's, yeah. yeah. It was amazing getting home from this gig and being like, 
I'm okay. Oh, I felt I, terrible on the Monday. I, <laughs> oh, I, did. I had quite. I stopped drinking though at the venue. I had one at the venue, and it wasn't too bad. I was kind of juggling, and it was it's good. Yeah, yeah. Really, no, was good. definitely the key. I, I, had, I had a few, and I felt god awful <laughs> on Monday. It was worth it, but um, I don't even know. I'm going to mention it. That that car ride back home. <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need to go into details. Yeah. No, it's, but it's, it's very fine. funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Reese for driving. Um, yeah, big thank you. Especially when we were quite drunk yeah. on the way home. But it was very funny. But the actual stage show and production was absolutely yeah. amazing. The set Stunning. list is so expansive. Um, they play a lot of songs when they play. Yeah, they like, do. They it's like really 20 pack songs, it in. Yeah. yeah. I guess they've got that um, that benefit. Whereas if you compare them to Periphery, they couldn't be more different in that you've got like these 20 <laughs> yeah. minute songs. Ghosts just bash out pretty yeah. much singles, right? Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Um, I was going to say this though, because having seen them now three times on this album cycle i'm ready for a new album yeah oh yeah it sounds a bit weird because it only came out last year i don't know if... and it's because we've just been incredibly lucky to have seen them yeah, three times <laughs> in such a yeah short window. absolutely but um i am ready for wherever the next album yeah because the two new songs i was gonna say love the new ep are amazing and they were just released to basically uh for those who haven't heard of it, they have like a 60s sounding vibe which is all building, basically they've done that just to build on the lore <laughs> of Ghost and the world building of Ghost. <laughs> because it's meant to be like, uh, is it Papa and yeah. Papa uh, Nihil's es- band? Es- es- oh, is it? Is yeah. that the, essentially, right. the 60s? Essentially, okay. yeah. essentially the band are meant to be a collective, which have been around for years and years. Yeah. And there's different, you know, different uh, vari- not variations of it, but different lineups with yeah. different yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, patterns and cardinals, different iterations, yeah. And... Um, Kiss for Go-Go and Mary on a Cross. They're from the so good. EP called Seven Inches of Satanic Panic. Which is, <laughs> which is fucking excellent. Yeah, the whole yeah. image and, and the idea is, is it's, yeah, it's um what it's basically the incarnation of the band from the 60s. Yeah, okay. And that's meant to be Papa Nile. Yeah. Genius. Who then comes out and does the saxophone solo. But I love it so yeah. much when he does yeah. that. I know it's coming. I just get so excited. <laughs> it's so funny though. It's all. It's never going to get old. No, I know. <laughs> it's a really, really like thousand year old looking uh, evil Pope wearing sunglasses. <laughs> clearly miming over a, 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 a tape of the saxophone solo. Being supported by two people oh, yeah, until he, always he starts gets, playing. Yeah, they, all, they always keep up uh, the pretense that he's a thousand years old so they have people helping him on stage <laughs> it's great those two new tracks though are great they I said uh, to you guys they remind me of Arthur Brown yeah he, yeah, he yeah. definitely fire. deliberate yeah. yeah like it's they've just nailed the sound the production as well yeah it's great isn't it, it? it really does sound like a piece just taken from yeah. like late 60s isn't it or exciting they can just do that and just I it know. fits in they're not yeah, yeah. But and he's such a good frontman. But it's the same yes. with um, stuff, a lot of the stuff on prequel, um, like Dance Macabre and stuff. Yep. Like sounds very eighties. Yes. And obviously, um, Opus Eponymous is like the most seventies sounding thing. Ever. Oh my god! Wait, do you think that we're gonna get a, a Nortis version of Ghost where he's gonna rap? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if I want that. Um, or like a grunged out '90s version or something. Um, <laughs> Ladies and clergymen, <laughs> well, I think he's already confirmed that the next album's going to be fronted by a, a new papa. Um, I, I feel like that's a fair gamble. <laughs> those who don't know, we, yeah, it's, it was Cardinal Copia at the moment. He likes to talk about, uh, but he hopes the audience uh, uh, had their uh, taints thoroughly tickled. Uh, <laughs> he really hams up his accent. He but like, because obviously they hire toy musicians yeah but his band are amazing brilliant and they're very well choreographed for some of it as well and like the way they move around the stage and the way they like i was reading solo together i was reading how um 
how involved he is in everything. Like even with like when they're setting up the stage and everything, he's yeah. he's very much like coordinating. Mm. He's kind of I don't know somehow linking everything between like set manager, tour manager, mm. everything, and to the point that he's he's kind of said himself that he has got that James Brown kind of like he will fire someone, he will shout at someone. He's super super strict, but. I think that I can completely respect that. Yeah. Because definitely. it takes a lot to pull it off. And this is very much his baby. It's such a spectacular show as yeah. well. Like you yeah. definitely feel like you're getting your money's worth. I yeah. Think, oh, completely. Yeah. Every I think that's, it that's so why they become so big. Like, I mean, rock, metal, theatricality, like they get, they've always gone hand in hand. Yeah. Um, but it feels like, I mean, if you think about like a couple of the biggest, like those, that style was heavy bands touring at the moment, like Slipknot as well. Yeah. Rammstein. Yeah. Yeah, um, Maiden, obviously. Yeah, Maiden, yeah. Metallica, like back to ACDC. Yeah, there's always always been a bit of theatricality yeah. in there, um, and yeah, it just feels like if, even though so much of what they do is a throwback, it also feels very unique at the moment. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that like I think you could hear. I don't think, and this this might sound like I'm damning them, and I'm really not. I don't think that a lot of what they're doing is particularly fresh or mm. like breaking new ground because yeah. you, you can go through a single track and you can pick out oh this is this band this is yeah, that band completely. Yeah. but the way that they bring it all together yeah he's very open makes about his influences as well but I love that yeah. I'm fine with that yeah it's, me I'm, too you know I'm I'm not going to get a lot of new albums from those artists that I yeah. really really love yeah. but I'm going to get a ghost album totally that touches the yeah, same kind it, of it feels like field, I mean, right? God, this almost sounds a little bit um, damning but they are in many ways like maybe a new generation's kiss cool yeah in the, like they they are writing very catchy yeah. poppy songs they're I very it's damning because early kiss yeah i think what kiss yeah. have become now yeah they're very more specifically what paul and gene yeah real life but they're, they're very yeah. they're very theatrical uh <laughs> yeah. everything is very meticulous um and it's obviously clearly someone's vision but also it's the rabid passion of the fan base as well yeah um i love playing people ghosts if they haven't heard from but I've only seen. I know pictures of him. Like I sent a couple of tracks. So weird. Because um, I was telling my girlfriend about the gig, um, and she's only ever seen pictures of them. And when I was describing some of the stuff he does, it obviously doesn't match up with what they look yeah. like. Um, and then when you hear them as well, they don't sound like what you think. No. Even on like the first album, which is a bit more heavier. Well, kind of heavier. I, st- Not, I still yeah. agree. I still agree with the the spooky Scooby Doo music and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's um. I've been really enjoying. It's just so that. much fun. I've been yeah. really enjoying that first album. Me too. A actually, lot. I listened to it. Yeah, but something so week. pure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just mean, yeah, just the way it all sounds. It's got real like thick bass sounding sort of. How has how has no one done this before, in the metal world? Mm. Right, with the amount of religious imagery and everything that's yeah. been used. Why has no one been like? Why aren't we a satanic pope? And their clergy. But also, how has that not happened before? It might just be me, but it doesn't seem to be much controversy. No, they've had them um, in. Uh, it's not going to be here. A little bit. Yeah, States, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, it's probably yeah. because I. Yeah. In the states, um, like I think maybe back on the first album, um, there were churches trying to yeah. ban their no, shows, it, it was, which which it, just pushed sales. Yeah, it was. It was on the. It was when just I think it was either between or just before prequel came right, out okay. around that time. Uh, when they were first launching the album, they did a big tour of the states. Yeah. And there was like a few local news articles about like some Christians like protesting it. Yeah. Um, they I, had, they had on this tour, they had um, the people in one place in the States, I can't remember what they said, but uh, they had whoever was organized to come and do merch on the night. Mm. Um, they pulled out that day because of 
religious pressure reasons yeah which i mean good i think it's nice that there's like a bit of contract like in a world now where everything's been done a little bit of danger it's 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 nice like if they're just not it's so funny because they they look sinister yeah and the first three albums were like sort of a loose running concept about the bringing in the new antichrist to the world yeah but there's nothing sinister on the music (laughs) yeah yeah, it's oh it's great it's it's just it's kind of like a fun campy horror, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, pure hammer yeah. horror. Yeah, yeah, uh, comic book sort of. Pulp I just look fiction. at their album covers and stuff. You know, it's all. Yeah. I um, love their album. My dad got me the first album on vinyl. Uh, cool. Got it for I love Amazon, that cover. So that's, you, that's still the best cover, I think. Uh, I really like the third album cover. Yeah. Which one was that? That's um, a good one as well. It's Meteora. Uh, it looks kind of... Meteora, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, Papa like, spraying some graffiti. <laughs> no, it, it looks like a kind of uh, Meliora. giant... Meliora. Meliora, yeah. Yes. It looks uh, very like a kind of uh, Metropolis-style yes. yes. city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's very cool. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, but, yeah, something about... There's something so pure about that first album. Like, if that was the only album they ever put out and no one ever knew who they were... Yeah. And it just resurfaced and it was, like, some lost relic from the 1970s, it would be, yeah, absolutely it's, amazing. It's kind of fun as well that with um, Tobias Forge, like... It, Toby! <laughs> it hasn't really been, like, officially announced at any point. Everyone knew it was him for ages... And it's just transitioned into. Well, it's only because of a court case they had to. Yeah, no, he did. He did officially. Yeah, but there was. I don't know. It. There was. I think, Otherwise, because everyone... kept, I think it still would be a maybe an open secret, but it wouldn't be an official. Yeah. If he had to do it, unfortunately. I think because everyone kind of already worked out that it was him, there wasn't that kind of surprise, and now it's it's quite nice yeah. that he can just be open and just be like, yeah, so here's what I want to achieve. Here's what I want to do. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, like, there's still an air of mystery to the band. Yeah. In a fun way. Still don't know who tours them necessarily. Yeah, they exactly. All, they always wear at the moment. They're wearing black robes with like these sort of silver horned face yeah. masks. It's really cool. The the look of the the ghouls, the ghouls is yeah. always killer. That's why it looks so good when they're like moving around the stage in motion in in, in um together. Yeah, it just looks great. And they're all playing the same guitars now. They all have matching guitars. Oh, do they? I didn't nice. know. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, the band's expanding a bit, isn't it? I'm sure. They they have a they have like yeah so they've got two keyboard players like yes. backing musicians they also one have... of them was definitely female two of them are yeah, yeah there's both. a couple of female yeah. girls they yeah. get different masks as well it's just it's yeah. awesome yeah. Uh, and then also the uh, they have like a sort of like third guitarist or tambourine back... player yeah tambourine <laughs> players backing vocalist as well <laughs> so yeah it's Cause... I mean it's, I, I like it's a big kind of expansive band I think it's, that's quite fun it's cool it's funny because he only sings live really for the most part. Um, because he does most, nearly all the instruments himself. Uh, when they're recording, like he does it all himself, and then he um, doesn't. No, he doesn't record. He d- at least the first album he did, apart from maybe the drums. There's, uh, I know there are, there are definitely studio musicians. Yeah, but he has. I know he's he different. Yeah, he, he, does, he does have studio musicians. Yeah, yeah, he write, I know he writes the parts. Yeah, but um, yeah, he. I know he gets. I think the first album wasn't. Really, maybe the drums. Okay. But, Interesting. Yeah, but he but he also doesn't use the same musicians. Yeah, in the studio that he does live. No, because he said he wants touring musicians to tour with, which is good. Yeah, what, like he doesn't want a bunch of studio musicians on stage, which makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, what a gig! Great. Can, can I just say that? I mean, I don't know what we sound like on record, but them witches who supported were maybe not the best choice. Dem bitches. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And the venue was too big for them for a yes. start, and their music too way too slow. 
and it was weird. Doomy for yeah, yeah. Ghost sports shop. That was the only kind of blemish on the show. But the nice thing was like that we were all together having a drink. Yeah, you know Big the whole group gang. Of us yeah, as well. yeah. Definitely Shout out to Tony Rebel. <laughs> yeah. Apart from stopping ever. serving food at four. Yeah, Outrageous. what's all that about? Bullshit. On a Sunday. Absolute <laughs> bullshit. Unheard of. <laughs> uh, we did We did also get one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. Uh, I got a little With video a message. Oh. From, from, oh, yeah. <laughs> received a video message from a member of Black Lace <laughs> who, we, who we did quite a damning episode about. Yeah. And he clearly <laughs> has not listened to it. <laughs> So a massive thank you to Lubo for sorting that one out. Yeah. I'll um I'll have to include the yeah <laughs> the audio or something. Yeah. For Dean that. Michael crazy. from what looks to be just a chair in his living room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cost yeah. five whole English pounds. Was that it? <laughs> yeah, he's the cheapest person on Fiverr. <laughs> Incredible yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, um, before we go, before we wrap this one up, I'm just going to give a quick shout out to a late contender for album of the year. Uh, it's a new album from Alcest, who I always hate saying this because a friend of mine has like plugged them for years and years to okay. the point of like, it just annoyed me and I've almost vowed never Alcest. to listen to them. They're like a French uh, metal band that combine a bit of like black metal and shoegaze. Uh, okay. Very, very melodic though. Uh, but their, their new album came out a couple of weeks ago. Names completely escaped me. Uh, it's very brief; it's like forty minutes long, okay. so nice and nice and to the point. Uh, but it is just an amazing melodic experience. Um, they sing in French as well, and it's actually all like singing. Spiritual uh, instinct is called. Okay, cool. Uh, I strongly recommend you guys give it a listen. Cool, uh, really good, really good album. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna put together like a little list of like my favorite records from this year, and I'll just. Real off to you, and we're thinking of putting together a little Spotify playlist of like our yearbook for yeah, 2019 as well. Yeah, uh, it's so yeah, not really just should. new stuff, but also all the dumb stuff we've been talking about as well. Yes, um, Mr. Blobby single. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll have a look to see if that's on Spotify, but um, yeah. I don't want to because I mean, then no, that's my missed re- revenue. No, it's one of those songs that you know the recommendation thing I'll latch onto, <laughs> yeah. and you get nothing but novelty crap for the next year. <laughs> Oh god! Well, if you guys do have any recommendations as well, then please let us know. Uh, you can contact you. us yes, um, via email. We are slowlyrock at gmail You can get in touch with at slowlyrock podcast on Instagram and on Facebook and Twitter. We are just at slowlyrock. Please share us if you can um, give us a little, a cheeky little five star review on, uh, yeah, on iTunes or much. wherever yeah. you listen to your podcast. Much appreciated. It really, really does help us out. It just means that we're going to get into more people's ears. Uh, if you do want that, if you are a bit of a sadist and this is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have any questions about Crinkly Bottom and Noel's house party, let us know. Yeah, yeah. We um, we do want to kind of get into the case of Blobby Origins. Yeah. <laughs> do we? <laughs> these are yeah. the questions that do need to be answered. Bottom Origins, Blobby. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye.